Vikings. What's up, everybody? It's season two of This Is Our Year, Minnesota Vikings podcast. Woo! Let's go. All right, yeah. It's me, Mikey Kalpikoff, and Kerry Armagost, and Austin Southers. It's all of us. We're back right here uh, together again. Yeah, we were going to hire three new people for the show. Um but uh, they did. We didn't have the funding. No, nope. by popular demand. Actually, we we're, we're back. We're back. We yeah. were going to get replaced by lookalikes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sound alike. Sound alike. Because you don't see them. Exactly. But exactly. Here we are, season two, on a boat. <laughs> yeah, we're on a boat. It's a. Things are going good for us. It's a beautiful day. Um, good to be back together again with you guys. It's been far too long. I feel like we have so much we. I've missed. We, yeah, exactly. And we talk so much about you know. Uh, having content in the off season and we didn't deliver that i'll be honest <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> but well, hey you know we covered like the main things we just didn't do a draft recap yeah. which, right which we can cover in five minutes it's like oh we're, yeah you want to talk about how the 10-year career of all these players if that is gonna go i just i think it, right it's we're, cool to react and see where they will slot like slot into the new team but it's like there's not what to talk about post right. Here's the thing that we're not going to do. We are not going to be people who make fake content and just cram it down your throats because you need content. You yeah. can find that somewhere else. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. That's is not Dal- what we're is about. Is Dalvin Cook's number change going to impact his numbers? Like, No, I don't care. Matter. I don't care about that. Dalvin Cook did change his number to four for anybody who cares about that. Well, but like, I mean, I have, a, I have a 33 jersey, so I'm kind of pissed, but like, yeah. it's fine. No, but yeah, now yeah, that's yeah. like, they don't make those anymore. So yeah, I got- if you think about it that way. That's pretty good. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of been it's been an interesting off season. You know, I feel like a lot of times, and, and we talked about this before. I think we were even podcasting about this. I think for many off seasons, once you hit the playoffs, if you're not in there, when you hit that road to the Super Bowl, it becomes kind of dead. But for the Vikings this year, it just wasn't because we had all these new hires coming in. It was a new mm-hmm. a new regime coming in. So. I think we've been blessed a little bit in that way. We've got, you know, some more things to talk about just as a fan, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like in Madden when you, if your team doesn't make the playoffs in your franchise and you just have to hit, there's, like, nothing to do in all of those, like, playoff weeks. So you have to hit next week, next, next week. week, next week, next week, and the weeks just roll by where nothing's happening until it's the draft. Mm-hmm. That was not the case for the Vikes. No, no. But then the draft happened. Speaking of the draft, let's just start there. Uh yeah. We we don't have to read do like every draft pick, no. but you know some of our top draft picks. Obviously, in the first round, we got Lewis Seen. So safety, yeah, safety. Let's just let's talk a little bit about him. He's 22 years old, uh, former Georgia safety. I think he's definitely ready to make an impact in the NFL. I think a lot of people have given him that stamp of approval. He was on Patrick Peterson's podcast a few weeks ago, and they, he asked him. He said, like, is there any particular player that you're looking forward to going up against? And Lewis Seen said, I just want to stack bodies. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that's a, it's a cool mentality. I think we're going from the hit man to the hit men. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, throw Cam Bynum in there, too. And that's just it. Just because he's a first-round pick does not mean that he is guaranteed a job. He has to beat Cam Bynum in training camp. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he doesn't, I mean, that, that, what does that tell you about the depth of our safeties, you know? And I think 
it was a little bit surprising to me in the first round to pick up a safety. I think a lot of people were expecting a cornerback, but... Well, I also think a lot of people weren't expecting us to trade with two division rivals. Yeah, I think with uh, my reaction to the draft, that was my problem. Like, I'm glad we got a... And all a great player, a college collegiate player for safety, but it just sucked that we had a trade with a division team, move back, move them up, and then in the second round we did it again, trade with the Detroit Lions because the first trade was with the Packers. I first trade was with, with the Lions. With yeah. the Lions, second trade was with the Packers. But then we did trade back up, which was a very aggressive and smart move, I think, to get Booth, um, cornerback Andrew Booth Jr. Um, but yeah, out of Clemson. What a! I think that was a great pick. Dynamo pick. Honestly, you know. I don't love trading with division rivals either, but I've got a couple of thoughts on that. My first thought is that if those guys are looking to make a trade, they're going to go up and get their guy anyway, so why don't we benefit from it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it, it was going to happen. If they weren't going to trade with us, it was going to be with someone else. Yeah, I just don't like it as two division trades. Um, yeah, well, the other thing that I, that I also do like about that one is I think we definitely got the better end of the deal for the Packers trade. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Lions was a little iffy. Lions was iffy. That's you don't trade back, what nineteen spots and get you don't get a first round pick next year for it. I mean, yeah, that was kind of a little bummer. But also at the same time, I don't know. It was a new. We got our guy. Uh, Apparently, that was the guy that we wanted going into the first round. And I think we needed to focus on adding to our defense, and that's kind of what our draft special was. It was Mm -hmm. just kind of getting bodies and young guys to learn under the more veteran presence that we have on our defense, which I think is something that we dramatically need because there's going to be a shift here soon with the Vikings on defense where we're going to have to find a new identity. I mean, yeah, four of the five first picks were all defense. Yep. Mm Yeah. Five of the first six. Five of the first six were all defense. So Yeah, and you know that that's something that I want to discuss today. You know, it kind of a kind of a main topic of discussion. And we can get into this and we'll get in and out of it. But you know, it's one of those things. Will the defense be better this year? It's tough because, you know, you gotta get a lot of key players. We do have a lot of returning veterans. We got uh Daniel Hunter coming off an injury. Hopefully he'll be alright. But oh, also he's gonna be alright. I saw a quote that uh, it was the, I think, defensive line coach, our current one, or his defensive coordinator said, he's like a kid in a candy shop with a new defensive scheme. He's going to be not only on the, like, the end, but he's going to be able to play, like, going in between guards and centers and, like, tackling, or, like, going from the nose tackle spot. They're going to put him all over, like, mm-hmm. outside linebacker. He's, he's just going to eat. Yeah, I. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Uh, there's a lot of different variables now we have to look at going from this last season to this season, and asking ourselves: Is our defense going to be better? Um, I think yes, marginally better. I don't think there's going to be a lot of big leaps. I think there's going to be a lot of new schemes and things we have to learn. So there might be some learning, learning pains and whatnot. We got a lot of young, new uh, rookies on the defense that. Are going to have to adjust to NFL style of play, and um, two of them are probably going to start. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, I hope we play better. I hope we have a defense that doesn't put the offense in the position that we were put several times last year. That's, but but I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, you got Andrew Booth corner. You got Lewis Seen safety. You know, when was the last time that we had two defensive rookies playing pretty much in the same position group starting? On defense, it was Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. Really? Yeah. So imagine the possible future that we've got with 
these two guys. Yeah. Right. Being leaders of the defense, especially as Harrison Smith is kind of on his way out. It was that same sort of deal when um, Kendricks and Barr came in. It was like Chad Greenway's kind of on his way out. We need someone to kind of boost this defense, uh, two young guys to solidify this position group going forward. No, for sure. There's going to be a lot that we got to look at. I mean, and that's also for for the rookies in the safety position. You really get to play under a very physical and veteran presence in Harrison Smith. There's going to be a lot that can be passed on from there to there. But it's going to be exciting to see kind of how it pans out. And I like what you said, Carrie, where it's like, that's good to look at like the Barr and Kendrick situation. Well, now I also, you know, I fact-checked myself just now in my head. It was actually... Um, it was Jeff Gladney and Cam Dantzler, I believe, were the last two to start yeah. defensive mm-hmm. rookies in the same spot. So that's that's my bad. I just fact checked myself. No, and that stuff did not go. That didn't go super well. But I mean, well, yeah, rip it, Jeff Gladney. Yeah, that that is that is terrible. So terribly. You sad. hate to you hate yeah. to see that. That's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with this, I think there's a lot of key players that are going to need to step up. I mean. Aside from our rookies, who I think Andrew Booth, I think he's got a lot of potential to be a really great player. Depends on his health this year if he'll be somebody who can come in on day one and, you know, make an impact. But if we're talking about a lot of our position groups on defense, linebackers, I think Eric Kendricks is a guy who really needs to, you know, take a step. There was definitely some some clear regression last year, and you hate yeah. to see that kind of stuff. Yep. I mean, but Injury, sometimes, yeah, yeah. When when linebackers, you know, and when I mean, a lot of players and athletes get to a certain age, it just drops off so fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that was a position. I mean, we got a, we got a few guys in the draft. We got Brian Asamoah. Uh, I don't know if he's like a day one impact kind of a guy, but I think a lot of people think that he's really promising for you know, later on in his career. But I think that this linebacker room is something that we maybe need to be kind of more concerned about. Well, and like I said earlier, it's I, I think the Vikes are really going to, like, mess around with the defensive scheme because, like, think about when we – because obviously the Vikes signed uh, Zedarius Smith, which is a huge, huge boost. Huge. Huge boost. And he and Daniil Hunter playing on opposite ends, that's just unstoppable. Well, then you think they're going to go up the middle. They're just going to run up the middle. Well, then you got Kendricks, who's a force. Hitman, force. Lewisine, allegedly, a force. But mm. I think in this new... Dog. A dog, dog. Dog. In this new defensive scheme that we've got, I really think we're... The Vikings thing this year is guys are not going to be stuck in one position. Think about when we didn't have Daniil Hunter and when we didn't have Zadarius Smith. We were stuck with random guys. Armand Watts, uh, DJ Wanham. Mm-hmm. These guys who... Kind of did prove themselves. No, Armand Watts much, yeah. posted like what, like four or five sacks. No, last Armand year? Watts had a pretty good season, and I think he's definitely somebody that you'll see coming in the rotation. Exactly, a so lot. You'll, you'll get these guys like Armand Watts um, and Dalvin Tomlinson, and those guys will kind of like, kind of shuffle around. Well, I think we'll they'll be using Zadarius Smith as you know an outside linebacker at times, depending on. Whether we're playing in the four three, whether we're showing blitz, whatever, they're really going to shift all those guys around, and I think that's what's if we can master that, so that teams just have no idea what's coming at them with how they're going to be shuffling these super athletic edge rushers around into the linebacker spots. No one's going to know what's coming at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, and I think that's something that's something that a lot of people 
should be talking about more. You know, the versatility of this defense that's going to be coming up with this new scheme. I think with the Mike Zimmer scheme, I think a lot of things, like, the guy's a genius as a defensive coordinator. We can't deny that. Uh, it was his time to go, but that's something that I'm a little bit worried about, just that transition year, though, yeah. you know? Well, yeah, and I think that's what, when you, going back to the question that started this, is is our defense going to improve or will our defense be better? It's a hard question because we have a, such a, vet, a veteran presence, but has to learn getting it. old. Yeah, have, have to learn a new system now. Yep. We got a bunch of new rookies who are coming in who they can't just go to the veterans and ask, oh, how is this system going to be ran? Because the veterans are learning it brand new too. So Same with the offense. Yeah, it's a lot of learning. I think the offense will have a little better of a time because I think that's kind of what I think – with these new coaches in front office, it was more of how can we capitalize on this young, good offense that we well, have Well, right and that's now? the thing. That brings up two points as we kind of, like, transition and talk about offense, I feel like. Um, but this think about how many close games the Vikes were in where... Every game. Tw- yeah. Every game. But we were still putting up 25 points, you know, in some of those games. It's At that point, it's the defense that needs to step yep, well, up, and that's why, you know, five of the six first pigs that the Vikes had were on defense. It was to really try and, and that's well, why Zim got canned. Yeah, and especially when uh, we're hearing quotes that, um, like the big quote that came from Justin Jefferson recently is, this ain't a run first offense anymore. Yep. Which now, when you say something like that, that puts pressure on the defense. Because when you become no longer a run first um, option as a team, you're not, clock management kind of goes away a little bit when you're playing the pass game. It's true. Yeah. You kind of, you're playing a lot of stop and goes. You don't get the luxury of just milking the clock, which means our defense is going to have to step up and be able to control a team and not have to be panicked about and the that's why we solidified all the depth with these guys is to, you know, mm. so guys aren't having to play all, mm-hmm. all of the minutes in a game. Now, I love that you brought up that quote because I was watching the Pat McAfee show the last time Adam Thielen was on, which was a couple weeks ago, I think. Um, and Adam said something to the effect of, this is by far the toughest offense I've been a part of, or most difficult playbook I've ever had to learn. Um, well, which, that just got me so excited. <laughs> well, no, I'm excited because we're getting literally our coach is coming from a championship team so he knows what where cooper cup was the absolute all-star and we have a dog in justin jefferson well yeah you know he that's what i like is he's gonna bring a lot of elements probably from that la rams team and bring it over here which i mean honestly we're not that far off from the la rams kind of play style we kind of so i'm excited for it i just I'm, I think we've been saying it all last season. We need a change. We need a new, a new identity. And we're in the early phases of it. It's going to be nerve-wracking. And it's going to be hard to watch as a fan at times while seeing this team trying to kind of figure out what and who they are. But, I mean, it's these steps you got to take. Yeah. What do you yeah. got, Mike? You know, there was something that... It's interesting that you bring that up. You know, last last year, again, we were talking about how we were just dying for a change. And I remember going to a few games. I feel like I could call the plays. I could I could see the routes that they were going to run before they could run them. And it was just everything was so predictable. If I could do it, I'm not an X's and O's kind of a guy. If I can do it, think about what they can see. Yeah. You know, what the actual players and the coaches. Everything about that offense last year, sure, they were efficient, but they were entirely predictable. It was kind of just relying on the star power of Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins Cousins and Dalvin Cook at times to just make a big break, you know? It was predictable. But the thing that I'm excited about, and I think, I don't know if it was O'Connell who was talking about it, but it's the illusion of complexity. 
that's going to be that I'm so I'm so excited about that for yeah. this offense. You know, all these new different things, and I love to hear that Adam Thielen is like, oh, this is really hard. Yeah, it's very hard, and and I love to hear that. So that's that's a really great thing to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have a hot take? So, yeah, um, it's more or less of a hot take, but it's more just something I wanted to bring up. Uh, true or false? We will know from the first game um, whether or not um, this worked. I'm keeping that very vague. Like all the the new changes, the the draft, the free agency, we'll know whether or not this is gonna work this season. I I want to say yes. So um, true. You think we'll be able to tell? I, right I'm from saying the first I want to say yes. But the fact that the Packers aren't the Packers that they've been in the last few years. I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah. I think there's going to be – we're going to have to have a little more. Now, if it was the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams Packers where you know they're going to run up the score, um, if we could keep with them, hold them down, and play well, then yeah. But I think this first game – we're playing a, a, another team who is kind of in a little bit of an identity crisis. Not as much of us, but where they have to figure out what are they going to do now that they've lost their their big bad receiver. I suppose we should, yeah, yeah. For those who didn't know, we're playing Pack Week One, and I yeah. just like I feel like I'm gonna watch that first drive from the Vikings defense and the first drive from the Vikings offense, and I'm just gonna know. I'm gonna go. All right, we did it. Like, this is it. Like, well, here's the thing: we could tell from last year if you look at the very first game and the first drive, it was tight. basically the story of the whole year. Yeah, yeah. It was reflective of who they were. Nothing really changed that year. It was just, like, mistakes and sloppiness and mediocrity. With what should have been... laughter track. <laughs> yes, what should have been an otherwise awesome roster, you yeah. know? Give me three weeks. The first three weeks, I think, we'll be able to tell. I, I'm going to know from the first drive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the first drive, and I'm going to go, all right, Kevin O'Connell, put him in the Vikings ring of honor right now, you know? Yeah. You know, okay... So it's it's a difficult question because uh, the new general manager, Kwesi Adafo-Mensa, he has thrown out these words, competitive rebuild, a lot. And the interesting thing is, it seems like what we've done this offseason has not really reflected what a lot of us would view as a competitive rebuild. Exactly. It seems like we're trying to stay competitive. So what are the expectations here at that point? It seems to me that the expectations are, you know, we're going to... We're going to say competitive rebuild, and that's maybe in more of a long term. I think they have a four-year deal, both O'Connell and Kwesi Mm -hmm. Mensa. They're going to run it back this year, hoping that the problem was the coaching. You know, if they can say, yeah, this was an eight-win team last year, we can make them an 11 or 12-win team with just a change of coaching. They had all the the tangible stuff there. We just have to change the culture here. And I hope that's right. I really hope it is. But I think... You might be onto something. We may know right away yeah, if know. that was oh, if that know. was the case. If it would, if the problem was coaching, yeah, I would agree. But I hate to say the problem was all coaching because it's not always coaching. There's sometimes it is the players on the field, and sometimes they just cannot connect and get a. You can't deny that there was a, a disconnect and there was a major problem with yeah. the coaching last year, though. You know, it was. It was bad, and especially after at the end of the season when players were actually coming out after Zimmer got canned, and they talked about how it was such a toxic environment. And then you think it's like one of those, uh, what is it, NFC North report, like uh, fake 
uh, Twitter. I hate those things. I just block they those look accounts. So real I block them. You send it. You send it to us in a chat, and you're like, "Is this real?" It's like, "No way, I was, man." They, yeah, I was, it, one of them was really good. I was like, "No way, this can't be." But. What was it like? Kellen Mond like spent time at Zipper's. No, no, I knew that it? one was bad. He spent I just thought time that at Zipper's house. I just thought that one was funny. <laughs> and the relationship is like father and son. Like, what was that one about? I don't even. I just. I don't even look at them. If as soon as I see that it's, it's like, like one of those hole. pages, it's like yeah. clickhole, but for the NFC news. Yeah, but I hate it because when I go on Twitter, I want to actually see news, and then I see these fake news sites. For like, what are you? What are you doing? Stop this! Stop this now! So, I I've had to just block a lot of those pages. Uh, quick little like fun thing I wanted. I really have been so excited to talk about. Did you guys see the video of Anthony Edwards absolutely just throwing? What was it like a sixty yard bomb? Did you see that? I did. Yeah, Tom Brady called him out. He said, "Dude, uh, you're in the wrong sport." I mean, yeah, no, he's, he's just, just so good for Minnesota. Like he, he's mm. sitting there and he's just like, "Oh yeah, casual, you know, it's like Fourth of July weekend. Let's just throw a casual bomb." And he gets this dude on a streak, and it must have been at like 50, 60 yard pass. Gosh, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I Get really him on the team. <laughs> yes, yes, I really like, I really like a lot of these young, you know, Minnesota star players. I think that we've got. I'm excited to see Lewis seen. I hope he's somebody who really does turn out good. Andrew Booth as well. He could be really the steal of the draft. Yeah, because uh, he was he was supposed to be the top corner in the draft. Yeah, yeah. At, at one point for sure. Then uh, obviously we had Sauce, number one and, defensive player in college before his injury. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's just it. And I know we talked. We did talk a little bit about the draft, and we talked a little bit about our reactions before. But how has that changed? You know, how's your how's your view of the draft changed since then? For me, I was just like. Personally, I didn't do enough research on like the deeper parts of the draft, just because this I thought we were picking at twelve. Exciting. It wasn't there. You know, there was one quarterback in the first round. It was just a less exciting year, absolutely. So I was just a little disappointed to see like I was busy at the time of the draft. I was in a rehearsal or something like that, and I look and I'm like, what the heck? We're at thirty two. We draft this safety. Why didn't we pick Kyle Hamilton, who yeah. went at twelve? Uh, at what fourteen? Yeah. yeah, whatever. It's like why. I was just disappointed at first, you know. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm hopeful now. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm already I mean, looking forward to what what'll be what like the 2020 2028 draft. Arch Manning, Arch Manning. <laughs> uh, some people think it could be as soon as like the next two years. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. That's assuming he plays all four wait, years at Texas. That's true. And then he stays at Texas because that's Cooper Manning's son, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and with him and, like, his dad's history of going from collegiate and stuff, he might go a little early. Okay? So I wouldn't be surprised. He'll, he'll be a 19-year-old quarterback entering the league. He might be. I bet he'll and then just absolutely just get his you-know-what rocked. And but, here's, here's the thing. As a Manning, he could be an absolute dog. Exactly. <laughs> or he could be a just 50-50. Right. Like Eli. <laughs> Don't, yeah, but still right. two Super Bowls. Well, exactly. A Probably a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but anyway, that's the thing. Like, do you, as an organization, you know this guy is coming. Eli Manning probably threw more touchdowns to the Vikings than Chris Ponder did. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> do you do you coast your way to that draft to hopefully get a better shot at getting <laughs> possibly a generational quarterback? I think that's the Browns' plan right now. Gosh, oh, what, uh, what a... Started. Yeah, that, that'd be a whole... 
God, at least we're not. This is our year, a Cleveland Browns. Way podcast. to go from being one of the probably the most beloved teams in the NFL to probably now one of the most despised teams. Oh, yeah, I just like, I cannot. I I remember when there were rumors of Deshaun Watson possibly coming to the Vikings. I said I'd like. You know what? I'm I a Vikings it. fan. I loved it. I was eating it up. I'm a Vikings fan through and through, but that would be something that would make me say, see you later. Uh, I hope you never win another game. Well, yeah, well, you want I your would... kids to be able to cheer for the QB. And that's what I kind of thought he was like, you know, not innocent, but like, I don't know. The, that's no. a whole thing. But yeah. I was very excited, and then more stuff started coming out. And I went, I'm really glad that didn't happen. This right. Guy is a yeah, that's monster. a can of worms for a different podcast. Right? <laughs> a Cleveland. It's us in an alternate universe where we're Cleveland Browns fans. And it's like, this and we're is just here. Crying. Crying through the whole season. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, what a. What? They make him the second Instead highest paid on quarterback? A boat in a lake, we're like. Under an overpass. Yeah. <laughs> they trade away their future all just to start Jacoby Brissett this year. Yeah, have they officially made the trade yet or announced anything? Like they, uh, for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I don't think so yet. He was Rumors? At a fo- yeah, he was at a football, he did a Baker Mayfield, like, passing camp, whatever, and he was talking to the press, and they were like, any hope of whatever, and he goes, I think it's pretty clear from both sides that we're done. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw think, I think some... Seattle is where I've been Yes, that's off, the... Which that's I think's a good fit for him, like... It's a good team you need to go to. Like good I, culture. Honestly, going on ba- a lot of people crap talk Baker Mayfield, but no, the last season I blame the organization. They made him play through a lot of injuries. They had him. They just. And that's just it. He did not play well last season, but he was playing through injuries. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff going on. And just that you got an aging, like at the time Odell Beckham Jr. to start the season and an aging Jarvis Landry. It's yeah. like But now you really... got what? Tyler Lockett and D- DK Metcalf? Not Tyler Lockett. Did he go there? No, well, I'm no, saying if, if you, you go were to go to Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my bad. It's like I don't know what you expect from the dude. Like, yeah, it's a pretty good I mean, it's Nick Chubb, obviously, but like yeah, Nick it's Chubb, not like there was pumped. a young star on that Cleveland offense that was really gonna like let Baker thrive. But no, I kinda no. just can't believe that they would do that after like thirty years of like no playoffs. They screw over the, the first the quarterback guy. to get them to the playoffs in Who the city loves, who has multiple uh Commercial deal, commercial deal at home with Baker. No, Baker. honestly, like becoming one of probably one of the most well liked by fans. I standpoint in the NFL, he's right. Uh, much more of a, I mean, much more of a stand up citizen than who they have there now. That can't um, play. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's it's really messed up. I'm glad that that's a it's a horrible route for the organization. I'm disappointed in Kevin Stefanski. I really am. You hear them talk about, oh, we, uh... We love Kevin. Yeah. Well, like, I was... They did their... It's like, oh, we did an investigation. We did our own investigation. When reporters asked, okay, did you talk to any of the alleged victims? And they're like, yeah, we're not going to get into who we talked to and who we didn't talk to. I'm like, okay. That's all I really need to know. I I feel bad, because I think Stefanski's a great coach, you know? But it just... That disappoints me. When when you claim to be, you know, somebody who who cares about your community yeah. and, like, want to elevate women in the organization. How can you do that? Yeah. How can you do that? It's disappointing. Yes. But, again, this is a conversation for a entirely different podcast. We are a Minnesota Vikings podcast, so, so let's get back to there Minnesota is, Vikings There is news. one thing I do want to bring up. This is, like, I came with, like, a few things that I was just so excited to talk about. The mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. And this is also kind of sticking in the basketball realm of things. Now, trust me, I'm going to I'm gonna bring this all in. I'm going to tie circle, it with the, yeah. I'm going to tie it with a little bow. So... Carl Anthony Towns got this huge extension. Uh, what was it like? He's going to be on the team, like with the 
what he has left on his current contract for like the next like six years. It's what yeah. for like twenty twenty eight or something like that. Okay. Yep. Max contract, whatever. Um, but you get guys like Kevin Durant from the Nets, who also has what like four years left on his deal. It's not like oh I want to request a trade and I've only got like a year left in my deal, right? This dude had four years left on his deal. And I feel like that's becoming more common, not just in basketball, but also the NFL, where you're getting guys that are just kind of like, guys like A.J. Brown, and guys, it seems as people are just kind of chasing rings. It's like, eh, you got four years left in your deal. Who cares? We'll trade you. Is that a future we may see for a future Viking star like Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. where it's like, we're going to sign you to a six, five-year, $120 million deal, and, you know, let's say we miss the playoffs the next year, eh, trade them. You know, no, well, is, is the, all the money real? Is money real anymore? Money's real. Like the Rams, the cap, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup. The cap is guys. a myth. The yeah. cap is a myth. It, it's, and that's becoming to be... It, the truth is coming out. You know, the cap is a myth. Yeah. It's You can kick the can down the road for as long as you want. And the thing that I admire about the way the Rams are doing it, like, it's maybe Cooper not Cup, the smartest Aaron thing. Aaron Donald. Uh, they brought in... Bobby Wagner. Yeah. It's like uh, I mean, Alan Robinson. They do not care yeah, about don't. the future. The only thing that they care about is right now. Well, I, and I kind of admire that. The cap is a myth for big teams like LA, for teams that live in organiza- like in uh, towns and cities that are big enough that can support it. Um, going looking at a small smaller organization like, for example, Minnesota Vikings and stuff. No, I think well, we're all a lot of the same amount of cap. Yeah, but you get more money sales on. I mean, who's selling more jerseys at the end of the day? Who's pulling in more money on the extra little... A lot of it is, you know, you have to have willing owners and owners who are willing to spend the money and actually kick it down the road, Think about it, you're you're a... Which we do, You're a big premier wide receiver. What, do you want to go play for a team like... Well, give me an example, like... Baltimore. I don't know, know, for, yeah, Baltimore Ravens. Or would you rather go play for a team like Dallas Cowboys? Because think, who are you going to make more money off of for jersey sales or merch so what's what's stopping the Vikes from I don't know trading for TJ Watt? TJ like, Watt wanting to come to Minnesota. Yeah, I guess, it's but, like no. But I would, back to your question about like that. I think it goes more on the player and what point they are in their career. Because I think sticking with the basketball analogy, a great person to look at is Kevin Garnett when he played for the Minnesota. Played for us at his start of his career and most of his early career, putting up great numbers, showing that he is one of the best power forwards to ever come in the game but you get to a point where you have to ask yourself am I playing for the money am I playing for the love of the game or am I playing for the for ring I'm playing for a ring and it comes to a point where like you look at those AJ Browns and those players who have been in the league for a while now who have established themselves as good working players at their position now what they've got the money yeah all these all-stars can just choose they've what got team the they want to play on now it's just do i i need to get the ring yeah they can choose where they want to go at the end of the day all these players are still little they're still the same little boys who are playing football in the back of their yard wanting to win a championship so unless you're kansas city and you sign patrick mahomes to a 10-year deal it's like are any teams guaranteed to like retain their stars but here's mm. the thing you i love that you brought up the chiefs because 
what in the heck is Tyreek Hill doing? Yeah, I think exactly. When you're with, like, when you're with the what? Chiefs, I think that gives you maybe the best chance at a ring wrong, just because of your quarterback. That's my hot take. Chiefs are in a downhill spiral. Well, I it, mm. that's the thing. It's like, I'm pretty sure he was, it was the same sort of situation. He had another like four years left. Granted, he needed a new contract, but still he had like three years left in his current deal. Why couldn't they just re-sign him? But if you're with going all to the, this fake cap that they've got. If you're going to the Dolphins, you're not chasing a ring. I mean, maybe. Well, I'm, according to Tyreek, two is the greatest passer he's ever seen. Oh, that's what they all say. That's what they all say when they get a new quarterback. I remember Kyle Rudolph. He was talking that big about Danny Dimes. And now that he's not a giant anymore, he's like, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins and I, you know, there's no ill will here. You know, we've got a great relationship. So I don't know. I think it's tough to say, but I did see that quote. He's like, as far as accuracy, I'm going to all day. Yeah. I'm like, Really? All right. If you guys got to bring one Viking out of retirement who could, who could still play for one year, who would you bring back? For this year specifically or just in Jared general? Jared Allen. We need presence on defense. Oh, that'd be a good pick. Yeah. Jared Allen. Hmm. Uh, just because I'm seeing, like, because you just brought up, who is it? The Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. You know, yeah. he, he hasn't retired, but, like, you know, if you could bring back a A dog. A dog. Um, yeah, I would yeah. want Jared. Could you imagine Daniil Hunter and oh Jared Allen? The QBs would be nine and ninety-nine. They would be literally running in circles the whole day. You know, I might bring bring back uh, like Brian Robinson just for the vibes. That's the other you know, thing is, like, he's, he's he started his uh, locker room interview thing up again. Yeah, uh, the ninety-six questions. Yeah, they're very good. I like having a guy like that on the team. I think. It just reminds me a little bit like Chris Boyd, I think, is somebody who I really like on the Vikings. He's not somebody who's going to be like, you know, your starting cornerback, but I just love the vibes that he brings to the team. And that's the same thing about, like, Brian Robinson. So. Surprised you didn't say Stephon Diggs. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, yeah. That would be lethal. It would be. I think we would just we wouldn't know what to do, though. <laughs> I think we would, be, we would to, fumble the bag. We would be like, who no, do I, I throw to? Kirk would be just like, I got three open receivers. <laughs> and, and then sacked. <laughs> Um, I would probably bring back, ugh, that's a tough one. I just wish that we, you know, I, you know, if I could get, imagine this offense with prime Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. Imagine this off, offense with prime Adrian Peterson. Well, Kirk Cousins is the kind of quarterback that, like, he's somebody who will always go through his progressions. He's not somebody who plays off schedule very well, but, like, if you have a prime Kyle Rudolph... That's a great, it's a great fit. Yeah, check them. Yeah, exactly. If and I he's, just, oh God, I hope Irv Smith can do something this year. Yeah, they've been saying like last year, during training camp, he was like actually unbelievable. Yeah, not even just the Vikings. There's a bunch of teams saying it. Like a bunch of like scouts and everybody were talking about. Or how- you know, if the cap really is fake, let's just trade for Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. <laughs> right. Come on. Like, it's interesting though because there is a you know. A, a player's choice, and for whatever reason, they don't like to play in Minnesota. Winter's, it's cold. It it's horrible. You we have, hate the winter. Also, you have the worst driving schedule. I think the Vikings do more air miles and miles of travel a season than any other team because we're just so. I did. Out. I, I saw. I saw. We're kind of in the middle recently. of the. Yeah, we're in the middle, middle of, the of the pack this year. I did see that graphic. Yeah. Yeah. I can't Steelers. Team it was Steelers. Steelers yeah. travel the least. The least. And I think oh, the least. Seahawks go the most yeah, I can't this year. What it was. Oh, yeah, Far, far away. Yeah, exactly. They're west, and I don't, I don't remember if they have a London game. They must if they go the most. Yeah, we have a London game. We have a London game. Right, Same. and that throws us up there, too. Should we travel? 
Should we go to London? <laughs> uh, me and my mom were looking at tickets because she wants to go out there for a trip, and I was around that. Could time. you imagine? What, what a season! This is our year on a boat and in London. <laughs> this is our year live coming at you from London. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah, but oh man, that should was... we start a a Kickstarter? Yeah, let's get a GoFundMe. Send send us to London. Send the small town regional podcast yes, to, London. to London. We have to wait until we get like really old, and then like we'll start like a video on Facebook, and it'll be like one of those things where this town rallies together to send three diehard old man Vikings fans to London to go see a game. <laughs> where they grew up in Minnesota. Like, oh, I never got to see a London game. It's all I've ever wanted to do. What NFL <laughs> fan has always wanted to see a London game? I wanted to well, watch I- the Vikings. I just thought of, you know, that that old man who has been a Bengals fan for his whole life and this town rallied together to send him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like. But no, it's like, well, good news, Dad. The whole town rallied together. Oh, they're sending me to the Super Bowl? No. (laughs) Going to London. London. You're going to watch the Vikings and the Jaguars in London. Exactly. (laughs) Tickets are so expensive, too. Yeah, I bet. Well, I, you know, ask me, Eddie. I. As far as the London games go, I remember the when we faced. The, I think it was the the Browns in London. One I think year. you're right. Yeah. yeah, my folks and I were on vacation. I remember watching that in the hotel. But there was one other one where we went and faced the Steelers, and I'll always remember um, Adam Thielen catching the touchdown, and he goes and he does the soccer dive. Yep, slides in on his knees. Yeah. The iconic photos. Yes. Uh, so okay, let's uh, to wrap it up. I have a game, and this is something that I want to keep doing. So this game... I feel like we're not talking about enough that we're on a boat right now. Like, we are. We're, we're, yeah, we're no. actually on a boat. Yeah, we're, we're sitting on the pontoon. <laughs> it's a great... It's a beautiful day. The sun has come out. Fourth of July weekend. We're on a boat. Like, we're on a boat. We're actually on a boat. We're on a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> okay, so here's the game. How well do you really remember last season? Oh, is this for us and I have more trivia? Yeah, this is... Uh, well, today it's only one question. Okay. This is going to be one of those things... We'll keep track throughout the season uh, of your guys' points. Um, I will add, Carrie won last time. So, baloney. The, we're the Vikings are done. Yep, so, so here's what we're going to do. Austin, I will let you decide if you want to call the toss or if you will defer to Carrie to let him call it. I'll call the toss. Okay, and I will warn you, if you go first, try to try to work it out as much in your head as possible because okay. you don't want to give your opponent... You know any help? Okay. Oh, like out loud math. Exactly, out loud math, and this is all gonna be. It's closest guess wins the point. Okay. Okay. So, I got. I'll get a coin. Call it in the air. Tails. It is heads. Okay. So, Carrie, do you are you deferring? Do you want to take the first? You kicking or receiving? I'm yep. gonna kick. You're gonna kick, so you're gonna let Austin take yeah. it. Okay. So, here's the question. Christian Derrissaw was our first round pick in 2021. How many picks did Rick Spielman move back to pick him up? 13. Is that your final answer? Wait, no, let me think. Again, don't do too much out loud. I'm going to go nine. Nine spots. I'm going to guess... Four. I feel like it was less than five. Four is my answer. Okay. Well, Austin goes first, and he's right. Was he's nine? right. It was nine spots. We moved from the 14th pick to the 23rd pick. Wow. That was a good guess. Nine spots. Good guess. Did you know that? Uh, I remember we were... Th- I thought we were 13, and I, re- I was thinking... I'm like, we went back to 24. 
And I was like, no, I actually don't think we went back. I'm surprised that you far. remember with how how I was really how hyped. fixated you were on a, us getting Justin Fields. Do you remember that? I yeah, still, I do. Oh my I gosh! Still, I think photo of you. You're like your veins are <laughs> popping out of your head. You're like yeah, right, you're like a, frothing at the mouth. I still have a lot of hope for Justin Fields. I think he's gonna be a very good QB. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, wow, nice, I got that, cool. Yeah, folks, we're going to be doing this probably most weeks, so... Random Vikings trivia? Yes, and the game is generally going to be, how well do you remember last season? And it's going to be things where it's closest answer wins. Because that's good, because, like, as Vikings fans, I feel like, you know, unless you have, like, oh, I remember the Adam Thielen slide, or mm-hmm. yeah. I remember Anthony Barr strip sat, or stripping that Bucks player and taking that back for OT, or touchdown OT at the TCF Bank Stadium in, like, two, 2015 or whatever. Unless you have, like, certain plays you remember, you don't remember anything. It, every As a Vikings fan, you are putting away the last season. You're trying to forget. Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, this is your... Your warning for you guys: I'm brush winning. up, brush up on your random no, Vikings t- 2021. Well, we're not keeping last year's stats. I won the last year's season. Super Bowl. I won the Super Bowl. You won the Super Bowl last, last year. year. It is a new season. Austin is up one to nothing. Uh, but that's just for this week. Uh, you'll have many chances to <laughs> get it back. So, who started that one? Austin answered first. So yeah, he he gets the point. Nine spots back. And how many spots did we move? We moved back 19 spots to snag our guy this year. We'll have to move 29 spots next year. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then in 2025, we're going to move back 49 spots to select Arch Manning. (laughs) Still with the number one pick. I don't know how that's going to work. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We'll make it work. Uh yeah, guys, what I'm a really great episode. I agree. I'm really looking forward to what this season is going to bring. Uh, going to be a lot of fun stuff. I'm really looking forward to this pass first offense. We'll get some predictions up in another episode coming up yeah, talk here. Talk about some preseason action. Oh, this yeah. is our last month without football. Yes, yes. Starting in August, we get football. I love it. Yes, it's going to be awesome. So we'll be here. Be sure to check in with us and only us. Don't ever listen to any other podcast. Yeah, NFC North Report. Honestly, don't even take in any other media. Make a Twitter if you don't have one and only follow this page. Yeah, you don't need Stranger Things spoilers or anything. Exactly. None of that stuff. Uh, follow us at TIOY Vikings on Twitter. Follow us here. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening, uh, just keep checking in. We're uh, back. We're back, baby. Season two, baby. Guess who's back? Well, we shouldn't say that. We might have to pay them. Well, I'm not paying anybody. I don't know even what that was. So, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, nothing. Exactly. Was was there already a "This is our year"? Did we steal the rights? Well, there was a "This is our year." We talked about that last time. But we, I actually talked to them about that. I'm like, hey, uh, I don't really know exactly what's going on here, but. I made this before I knew that you guys existed. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's fine. We don't even do anything anymore anyway. So have fun. They're yeah. just waiting for us to get big, and then they're going to sue. They're one of our... They're going to sue our asses. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe at some point we need to make, like, an LLC or something like that so that they can just sue the company and not us. Or we start donating to charity so they look like bad people. Yeah, when... for suing us. Yes, suing that's, us for... that's the move. Donate to charity. Well, all right, guys. Uh, Austin, are you going to jump in the water so we can get the sound of a splash? Yeah, for sure. Do a belly flop into the... Do flip! All right. We'll see you guys later. Have an awesome weekend.
Hi, everybody. Welcome to the TIOY After Show. Carrie, what are you going to do today? Uh, probably going to have a beer or two uh, or five. Or five. And, and do some laps around, around the lake, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like a true Minnesotan on, on the fourth weekend. Oh, yeah. We got, uh, we got the platforms out. We're out standing on the dock. I got to rake some uh, weeds out of that lake because it's a lake. Austin, how about you? What are you doing today? What's what's on what's on your what are your goals for the day? My goal for today is to not remember some of today. <laughs> Just some of today. Just like an average Vikings fan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same here. You know, we're gonna keep it in control, but we're gonna definitely have a lot of fun. That is a uh, that is for certain. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I. You know. Are you gonna get sunburnt today? Oh yeah. I hope not. I I try to not get sunburnt. It was two summers ago. I got a really bad sunburn. Oh, I remember, Do you remember? that one. Yeah. Have you, did you see the picture of Kirk Cousins' sunburn lately? Yeah. <laughs> did you see that, Austin? Kirk's sunburn? It was, uh, it was exactly what my sunburn looked like. I took a very similar picture, actually, two years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that. You are like, all bloated on the, on the couch, like, oh. No, and, like, like it, was, it literally looked like I was wearing a white tank top with, like, my red arms and my red chest. Yeah. It was, it was not, not a pretty sight, but I want to avoid that this year, if at all possible. Um, but I do plan on being in the water and in the sun, so, you know, you can only do what you can do, and, you know, when, when the days, when the days are like these, you know, sometimes you just forget to reapply for whatever reason. I don't know why anybody would be so forgetful on a day like today, but (laughs) I, you know, and it's like, geez, I kind of almost feel guilty calling it 4th of July, because, like, yeah, it is the 4th of July, (laughs) So much political turmoil. It's like, yeah, you know, should I really like, be celebrating America? What kind of today? stuff is there to really celebrate in America as of today? You know, I mean, obviously, we can always find, football. you know, yeah, football, football. It's we not... can move to Canada, watch the CFL. Exactly. Uh, you know, there is some stuff to celebrate. They've got a uh, Money in the Bank pay per view today, so that's going to be something that I'm celebrating. We can start a new wrestling podcast. Exactly. We could start a wrestling podcast. You know. I don't know. It's one of those things, you know, even even when I feel like America has seen a lot better days. Um, it's an easy theme party. That's what I'll say. It's an easy party to have a theme for. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the easiest part about it. All right. Yeah. Like well, anyway, stuff, man. that's a lot of that's a lot of weeds. Not a lot of weeds. It's a uh, no, it's not a lot of weeds. But anyway. Get to work. Have a great weekend.